Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. She is the hilarious. She is the talented. She is the legendary Lacey Mosley. What's popping? Wait, I want to see right. if I can do it. Oh, you're on mute. Oh, I am I on mute? Damn. You can, I'm, getting rec- like- I'm getting recorded, but y'all can't hear me. I was yeah. saying, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, wait, can I do it? Or do you not think so far ahead? It's higher wow. than that, isn't it? Or do it you not like, think so far ahead? Wow, there it is. Yes, I can still do it. Ever. Ooh. ooh, that's that's it's that ooh that you gotta. That's the mm. one. That's where the you gotta hit all the mm. oohs and the ooh ooh. ooh. You, you put your own but stamp also- on that. That is. That is a Lacey Mosley You know, she's finding the gaps in the melody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, how, that's how it works. That's how you make it your own. Beauty. But also, I, I, I realized I was a soprano very late in life. Um, oh, God. I, I can hate s- when I hear that. <laughs> I was saying <laughs> All those lost years. Life. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where I could have been howling at the girls yeah. in the beats. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I um I've always sang alto. I don't know. I just thought is this racism? Why is my whole life rooted in racism? I just thought because I was black, I was supposed to sing alto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's where all the black people were. See? That's where the fun was in the That's choir. You, so was- <laughs> you said it was when you were criticizing that little girl's name when you're helping your cousin grade papers, but it's when you said, "Wait, am I a soprano?" <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't even the one who got me woke. It was a, a wonderful white man who we were doing Sweeney Todd, and if you know Sweeney Todd, you know the top line of Sweeney Todd. Is, the, the opening number is like a high, it's like a B flat. It's really really high, Ooh. and they were, he was like, "Okay, girls, who's gonna sing that?" And we was all like, "No, we altos." And he was like, "Lacey, come to the piano." And I was like, "Okay." And wow. he just started playing the scales higher and higher and higher. And I can sing "Loving You" by Minnie Riperton. With it's like my sex song that I bring out at karaoke parties. Wow! So <laughs> I had to learn that I was like, oh, I can shriek very high. Shout out to <laughs> Maya Rudolph's mom. Mm. Yes, Minnie Riperton. I didn't realize. I think like Maya Rudolph. I remember she did this like Japanese character on SNL that was really good, and it was fucking me up. I was like, what was going on? I think her stepmother is like Japanese too. She's got a. She's been. She's she's seen it all and heard it all. Maya Rudolph is one of them people, Miles, you might be too, where there was like, in 2039, nobody will have a race anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. That's right. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. All stock photos are just me or Maya Rudolph of generic human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, I thought that was going to happen like within the next decade. For some reason, I was just... It takes a little bit of time. It takes yeah. a, little <laughs> a little bit of time. I was time. promised pan-racial <laughs> world when I lived Jack, in Jack, you are. I was You're promised a, yeah, a post-racial world yeah. in 2009. <laughs> in January of 2009. <laughs> the 90s. I was like, yeah, no, that's where it's headed. We're racism. 
It's all going to be over. Just you wait. By the time I'm an adult. Blake-o, yes. what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Thank you for using my God's given name. Your, um, your confirmation name. Blakel, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, can you get poison ivy from dead leaves is uh, oh. the most the most recent oh. search that I had. What's the Wait. answer to that? Stay tuned. No, uh, what if that was my <laughs> idea for a tease? Guys, listen, I don't want to do your job for you, but they will hang around for the answer to that question. Stay uh, tuned. It is, In act three. In act three, we're waiting to act. No, act two. I like to put it right in the Ooh. middle. Of, uh, oh, that's a test. Wow. It okay. is a test. I don't know how yeah. Robert McKee will feel about that, but go on. If off. there's anything I do, it's <laughs> test the patience of those. Robert, I haven't heard who that hear my voice. spoken out loud in 10 years. <laughs> that's for all the Starbucks screenwriter crowd. <laughs> fucking reading story by Robert McKee. Um, but Blake, okay, so yeah. what happened? You, you saw a pile of leaves and knowing you, I know what you like to do. You always, mm-hmm. you can't resist jumping into a dead pile of leaves with your naked body mm-hmm. so what happened is that Listen, what happened let's just say i went out wearing nothing but a rake and <laughs> i saw a pile of dead leaves and um so i was wondering because like i picked them up and because i was moving them out of my way and i'm like oh they looks like poison ivy and apparently five days after poison ivy's dead it still has it's the oil on poison right. ivy that that gets you and the uh. oil is still um a threat during that time period, I was fine, you know? It's I'm more sorry, like, I have to, yeah. just to back up, oil. I made a joke, and then you said something that actually struck me as even more odd, is that you had to move them out of your way? Yes. What are you talking, what What was, what are you talking, you were, yes, you just like beating up a leaf pile or some shit? You're like, oh, get back, leaf pile, I'm fucking coming to like, what? <laughs> what are you, It was eminent you? domain, actually. <laughs> I invoked eminent domain. Uh, they were evident in my domain, so I moved them. No, I've, as you know, I've been into a par three golf recently in Los Feliz, and it was in the way of my ball. And uh, I moved them out of the way with my hands and didn't make a difference because I don't know how to play golf yet, but uh yeah those leaves are gone and they were dead dead as a doornail and that's Have a term i made up had a ever had a poison oak or ivy experience ever as a child no. apparently no? no yeah i never had that either never got that never never been stung by a bee lived a very sheltered what life. interesting never been stung never been stung the new rom-com. rom-com about yep. it oh <laughs> uh, from the people who brought you bee movie Oh, Which is a horny. I watched that movie for the first time last week. It was like genuinely more horny than I was prepared for it to be. B movie's horny? Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld B falls in love with Renee Zellweger wine mom, like in the, oh, in the first yes. couple of scenes. And he's like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to fuck this human woman. And I'm she's. going to fuck a human. <laughs> <laughs> and she clearly, for me, it was very clear that she only views this as a friendship with, with Jerry Seinfeld B. But <laughs> he is really like. B Seinfeld? <laughs> she's like, clearly needs someone in her life. And so she says, like, oh, yeah, I'll hang out. Oh, yeah, I'll hang out with this Oh, oh yeah, you sure be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But wow. then Jerry Seinfeld B kind of reads into it and thinks that you know it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, the, 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 mm-hmm. the Jerry Beauty Seinfeld the B is getting friend zoned big time. He doesn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Can I t- it's, and it's I so think awful. the most tragic part about bees is that their bodies have uh, horizontal stripes instead of vertical stripes with those big fat tummies they have. And if they got a little bit of a slimming action with those, those stripes yeah. aren't doing them hoops, any favors, as they call them in the UK. <laughs> hoops, yes. hoops aren't very slimming. You know, mm-hmm. no, um, no, God, but no, it is no, what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, 
All right, Lacey, what is something from your search history? Something from my search history. I am actually going to look at the things that I prepared. Uh, ooh, okay. So, search history. Black Wellness Holiday Guide. Mm. What's in there? So, <laughs> my cousin uh, teaches yoga, and he's black, which, like, there's very few black yoga instructors. So, shout out to Black Matt Yoga. But um, he got me on this whole thing of, like, I need to find small businesses to send my Christmas gifts from, and I would prefer them to be Black-owned. So now I'm, like, on a full hunt to find, like, Black-owned businesses that I can send gifts from. Oh, that's dope. Nice. How's the wow. how's the hunt going? And do you do you have without uh giving anything away? Do you have you had success? What what are we looking at for Christmas gifts? We're finding some cute places. We're finding some nice. candles. We're finding some soaps. The issue is is that Amazon gets things to the girls in two days. Like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Jeff Bezos murdering ass is gonna have your gifts on time. So I'm like, okay, I think like with smaller businesses, especially during a pandemic, especially when the USPS has, you know, been so severely damaged by the underfunding, I'm like, okay, how far ahead do I need to order these things so that they arrive? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, panic because I need to order like 40 gifts now. So, um, yeah, that's the only issue, but it's still going good. But I'm trying to buy small. I hope people are buying small this year, especially because, goddamn, this was a hard year for small businesses. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think the other yeah the thing with Amazon too is half the time if you just figure out what the product is just go to the website of the product the manufacturer and chances are they're already having some kind of deal uh, because right. they're getting undercut by Amazon so just, <laughs> if you want some just get it from the brand you know there's a way around it and you know what maybe you have to wait three days four days remember that remember the days we used to wait weeks for, <laughs> for our Delia's orders to arrive. Mm. Come on, Delia! Come on now. <laughs> why did Why did Cody Ziegler? I know y'all know him. He um he tweeted me a couple days ago and was like, "I just remembered going through my emails that Lacey had three different Facebook accounts, and I did with three different photos. I still do. Um, <laughs> and it, I think I might have four now. But the reason was because I was shopping at Toby and Delia's, and they'd be like fifty percent off if you give us your Facebook, girl. Right. Oh, right. Yep. And yep, I, yep. <laughs> So I put on my ski mask and was like, here's my new Facebook. Lacey. <laughs> Lacey. This is Lacey. You met Lacey. <laughs> that this was, was oh, yeah, it was completely different. <laughs> I feel like uh, ba- based on the, uh, I, as I keep reminding our listeners, I, I'm watching The Crown. I'm four, mm. <laughs> five, six episodes in. Uh, and The Crown. And I think the way that we're going to get out of this Amazon thing is a Amazon truck needs to hit and kill somebody uh, who the president or Jeff Bezos cares about, <laughs> uh, because that's that's the only way London got out of their uh, deadly fog was because like some pretty young girl who worked for Winston Churchill, uh, spoiler alert, got. And you know that was made up, right? That yeah, was one yeah. of the few things that was made up. The. <laughs> Because that like episode some... was so boring, they had to make exactly. something up. <laughs> Yo, I, I, that's the episode that almost made me give up on the show. But yeah, the, yeah, the they do a lot of stuff to make Winston Churchill and like the conservatives seem okay. Uh, I'm I'm not totally feeling that the politics of of the Crown. I am back on board for watching it, but the politics are bad. <laughs> 
Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Allison Stevenson. Hi, hello. Welcome back. Hi, hi. How are you doing? Happy to be back. Ah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm Perpetually good. evolving. I feel like it's, you should, you're not allowed to say that you're good, even if it's like the standard thing you have to say. I feel like in 2020, you're just not allowed to be like, yeah, sort of. Oh my God, I'm so good. And it was supposed <laughs> to set off our electric shock collars for asking, how are you? Because we're supposed yeah. to say, what's new? What's new? What's yeah, new? Yeah. Anything new? Anything good on TV? <laughs> um, well, I did our, I told you earlier, but I had, I did just come back from the hospital a few days ago. Right. Yes. I was uh, here for fun. Yeah. Just, just chilling. There, just, get just, some, it out. just get some stuff rearranged. Get biologically. <laughs> Organic, you knew that organ wise. Like, what if my heart was like <laughs> on my this side? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Doc? No, I had to get my gallbladder removed. Oh shit! Yep, yep. yep. It's uh, <laughs> and I, I, the like, even in your description of, I went to the ER and they were like, "Nah, you're good. Go home." Which is like, yeah. you know, I've unfortunately had friends have told that to them, and shit went horribly south when they oh, went yeah. home. And I'm just yeah. so glad that despite that happening and you going back and another doctor like, okay, we got to get your gallbladder out. That oh, you're man. okay. Thank the Lord. Thank, thank the Lord. My Lord. That doctor. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I yeah. find that a uh, gallbladder removal is rarely an elective surgery. It's usually uh, yeah. things are going bad yeah. at that point. <laughs> I was like, all right, Allison, well, what are you we for? all know I need to lose weight. I was like, what if I just lose like four ounces? <laughs> right from the, the gallbladder region. Possible. And yeah. the morbid idiot side of me is do you can you ask for your extracted biological organs after the fact? I did like, ask. To go back. Uh-huh. I asked and they said I couldn't. What? Oh fuck you. I know, oh, fuck right? You. Oh fuck you. You take you know, I and I don't want to get into the financials of it, but I'd imagine, you know, that they're gonna charge insurance whoever, whoever, you know, if you or whoever's footing the bill, that's a lot of money. That should come with the free trash right. part that comes with it. I should yeah. be able to get my gallbladder in a jar or some shit. Would you save it though? I mean, I know we asked those questions and even if they said, Yeah, you want it, you'd be like, No, nah, I'm just I'm I was just curious. <laughs> I would a hundred percent I would have saved it. And the little gallstones. Is it yeah. small? Apparently, like, yeah. It's like a teeny little. They oh. like took it out of my belly button. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. I am so ignorant about most <laughs> things medical. And I'm like, you know, I hear anything that's inside your body. I'm like, so that's the size of a volleyball? <laughs> you know, that I actually don't. I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm picturing I'm imagining this. It came out of my belly button. So I'm just imagining it like the size of a quarter. I think yeah. that mentally that's what I need yeah. it to be. <laughs> or at most the thing Agent Smith pulls on, puts yeah. on Neo's belly button in the matrix. Right, that they pull out. I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, I, I have to imagine that was exactly how your procedure went in right. the back of a speeding <laughs> cab. Uh, yeah. yeah, with like some weird laser gun. Like, <laughs> hold on, I've got it. I'm tracking it. We're locked still. on. Wow. That, uh, that sounds like a lot, especially the way I'm imagining it. So we're very... Uh, <laughs> We're very happy uh, resilient to guests. have you back here. People, post-op guests who are coming out of medical procedures, people who are battling COVID. So we appreciate you taking the time yeah, to even come absolutely. on right now. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
let's talk about um, some ideas for police reform that are being put forward mm-hmm. uh, in California. There's a bill being discussed uh, that is uh, kind of incrementalist uh, in the way that basically all of the ideas for police reform that are endorsed by uh, the police are uh, tend to be. But uh, yeah, this one is basically saying that becoming a cop should require you to have a bachelor's degree and be 25 years old just based on statistics about what police officers with those attributes, how violent they are versus otherwise. Yeah. The legislator who's putting it, uh, who's who wrote the bill uh, is referring to like this study in 2010 that that basically says that uh, college educated officers typically typically (laughs) right right. typically use less force (laughs) often and fewer complaints filed against them. Now, okay, that's a good thing to identify that group of people. Um, But this is, you know, like we're saying, this is incremental change when we know what the real issues are. Uh, But, you know, this isn't the issue here. And like the reason this bill is coming out isn't because we have a problem with, you know, not enough cops who studied abroad in Barcelona. Uh, You know, (laughs) we have fucking real issues here. This is an issue within policing that is Mm anti-black, anti-poor, anti-fucking everything. uh, And they are protected by powerful unions. Uh, that can keep any kind of real, meaningful, like legal repercussions from ever, you know, getting close to them, as well as like the financial consequences uh, via these like ridiculous retirement plans. A lot of these people have where it's like, dude, you can get fired and then you're fucking set, like no matter what, even if you straight right. up murder somebody twice. Uh, right. And this is just, you know, these are the kinds of things that you'd wish the legislators were actually looking at, because this is a good way of a legislator being like, well, this is an this is an improvement. Yes, that would be great because right now you just need to be, I think, like eighteen or have a equivalent, like eighteen with an equivalent in a high school diploma to begin your training, and it can be, I think, twenty if you're in the California Highway Patrol. But yes, this is that's a good way to try and weed out other people. But it's really a disingenuous attempt at real reform, and we just need to look at how much money is going to these departments and. Mm-hmm. Actually, just having this conversation about reinvesting in communities, because the perception in law enforcement in this country is, well, people commit crime because they're black, right. uh, rather than seeing the full picture of how black and brown Americans have been abandoned. And we're merely just branding this failure of governance as crime. You know, it's not, oh, it's crime. It's not, we failed these people. They have no recourse. They're so desperate that they commit crime. People commit crimes out of desperation, you know, nine times out of 10. There are some people who just do it for the jollies, but let's be real. Like a lot of this is about survival. Like you deal drugs, not because you get a kick out of dealing drugs. You do it because that's the only employment available to you that Mm -hmm. has the kind of income that you're looking for, unfortunately, or things, other things like that. Gang, people don't want to be in gangs. Like this is all... These are all, you know, fact, these are all byproducts of this failure. Um, and I just want to also point out that this study that the legislator uh, is using to say like, oh, yeah, look, check this out. Uh, like, you know, people who have been to France in college, you know, uh, murder less. Uh, it was done by the National Police Foundation, mm. which I just want to point out that they love community policing like solutions and they love putting forward the broken window policing strategy which is totally fucked up and completely wrong and backwards and biased. Uh, So it's already like, you know, it's 
we're, we have an imperfect thing drawing from an imperfect place trying to, you know, be presented as, you know, meaningful change. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just, I think just, I we will continue to see things like this that look good and are good, but I think are avoiding what all the outcries were from the, the public over this last year over what is necessary to change the relationship between the community and law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in, in the city of Chicago, uh, what's Chicago public schools, uh, very diverse schools and all that. And I, I, I can't tell you enough. I mean, there are people who I've met and who I've known a little and they're like, Oh, I'm becoming a cop. And in my head, I'm like, they're letting you become a cop. I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. They're, they're allowing. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And so I don't, there, it's like, there's so much about character and personality that matters. I think with becoming a cop that I, I don't know what kind of thing you could create to figure that out of how you get the best character and personality to become a cop because it's 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 a humanity job it's dealing with people it's having empathy for people like you need to have empathy for people you need to want to work for people i think even to your point about like the character that of you know of the kinds of officers that need to be out there on the street it is i think you start that by just having like reinforcing the fucking rules uh so the yeah. ones who don't act with humanity in mind are quickly just booted the fuck out gone and it's gone. made yeah. known to people it's like yo yo this isn't the place like if you want to fuck around and do that go to florida or whatever fucking other you know police department but i think for police departments this whole idea of like well a couple of bad apples or whatever it's like well right. then toss out all the fucking bad apples then yeah immediately and then see yeah, what you're left I mean. with and then figure out what the real problem is but they're like there's no even sort of the energy for that isn't even there. So we get all these sort of like half measures that have the, like on paper are police reforms, but we are, we are well and we are way past the time for these small things. Like those things should mm -hmm. happen 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, if you yeah. want to like start that little incremental process, but now we're looking at the situation and we need, you know, we need to extinguish. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the more you, know about history like that's that seems to be something that like the like it's not just that black communities are abandoned it's that they're actively imprisoned through redlining in communities where the you know official government policy is to deprive them of resources and then their only interaction with the state like that 10 year old who's riding by on his bike his only interaction with the state is violent racist police like it's mm -hmm. it's not a problem that can be addressed through incremental change what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are i recently googled if uh hamsters can chew on palo santo <laughs> like for them to it's, if it's safe for them to gnaw on a piece of palo santo chew toy. yeah that it's, is the most like Silver Lake Google <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. I think if, if you don't know what Palo Santo is, like it's if you've ever if wherever you're in the country, if you have some crunchy friends who are like seemingly just lighting a shard of wood on fire and being mm. like, the vibe in here is so great. Uh, super producer Nick Stump famously kept his control room just just piping with uh, the Palo Santo smoke. So. Yeah. Is it safe though? There's negative energy. It's it's sagey. Apparently, Palo Santo is canceled though. Is what I've heard. Palo Wait, Santo why? is canceled. A like little Saint Paulo. Yeah. 
the the oh, person no. themselves oh okay just i think <laughs> like alto. white people like myself who are like can my hamster chew on it take it back take it back don't let them have it we're taking it back uh-uh what does oh, it smell man. like when it's burning? Like, is it patchouli-ish? What, what mm. we looking at here? I would say it here? smells pretty damn good. I think it smells better like, than sage. I okay. prefer it over sage for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any like place where they're up. selling crystals is like, That's patchou- what like patchouli like. gave way to sage, which gave way to Palo Santo right now. Got so, it. Mm-hmm. You know, go to your local crystal shop if you don't know. That's it. Probably smell like Palo Santo in there. Mm. Okay. I will do that the second uh, that I'm going to make a beeline for that. The second this uh, lockdown is lifted or like musicians especially love it. I think that's why Nick had it, too, because I've never been like with vibey musicians who if you were playing with them or in a session or like a rehearsal where they were just like, let me just get the Apollo going a little bit. Just like (laughs) vibe it out. Like Like, that's why it's such a Silver Lake thing in my mind, because like so many rehearsal spaces just smelled like weed, like uh papst and you know palo santo allison how are you uh enjoying your palo santo are you like lighting a is it just like a stick that you light always it's literally it's like do i have it on me no it's literally just like a stick yeah yeah it's the most uninteresting thing to see smoke comes out you know it's very basic it smells really good clears negative negative energy if you're into that stuff but I have a pet hamster and he needed a new chew toy. And I was like, I'm, you know, post recovery surgery mode. And I'm like, well, I have Palo Santo. Like, can I give him that? <laughs> Here, yeah. take that. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, give you something to entertain yourself with. But I ultimately decided not to, even though I couldn't find a straight answer on Palo Santo specifically. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it might be too risky of a wood for a hamster. What'd you pivot to? I ended up just waiting and I, I ended up just waiting and asked my sister to go to Petco for me. And she got there you go. pencil shaped wood chew things. Ah, yeah. Should have experimented with the Palo Santo. Maybe it yeah. would have changed the whole vibe of the hamster. <laughs> so are hamster chew toys just, just wood? Is that kind of the, <laughs> yeah. fancy the idea? Up- i can talk about hamsters forever so don't get me started but it's they are very finicky fragile creatures and i don't understand why we sell them to like five-year-olds like that's that's not okay they are actually very high maintenance animals and even like the type of wood they chew is important because some wood is poisonous to them another wood isn't like i think like pine is bad for them like stuff like that yeah. Like they can choke on some and not on others, or like some are like poison. I don't know. Basically, so yeah, it matters what kind of wood do they chew. Mm. For the record, you know, uh, Allison is on her stenographer's keyboard right now, <laughs> just, just taking writing. all that typing. You hear is that transcribing like, everything? The minutes uh, of this episode. <laughs> Finally, I want to talk about a story that would have. I don't know. It's. It seems like it's. Way too important to cover in three minutes, which we're going to try and do. But uh, <laughs> the former head of Israel's, uh, what, what's his official title? He ran I mean, Israel's he ran space, his, program? Their space program. Yeah, yeah like he, he was the head of their space program. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no, he's not some guy with a cool Twitter handle uh, that, you know, BB Netanyahu like fucks with. It's like, you know, he's, 
he's I think he was running it from like the eighties to like twenty ten or something yeah. like yeah. that. And pandemic. Yeah. But to for context, he's saying if I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, uh-huh. and we'll get to what he's saying, mm-hmm. I would have been hospitalized. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said the man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. Ah. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. That trend, he says that uh, we have made alien contact, the U.S. government and Israel in particular, uh, that we are in communication and, in fact, in a legal contract mm-hmm. uh, with the extraterrestrials. Um, and I mean, I'm glad of th- one of his quotes. Is, I'm glad that the, the aliens respect contract law. That's yes. a good sign. Uh, <laughs> yes. He said, quote, there is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just the signed a contract is where it goes a little too far. I, don't, mm. I was on board. Agreement, maybe. You know, contract were they were they redlining? Did they get the lawyers involved? Are the are the aliens their own legal counsel? They're like, sorry, this this is actually a poison pill in this deal. We will not do it if it's in, if it's contained in the contract language. I don't. Um, but they're saying one of the first hubs of cooperation is a base on Mars, where by the way, uh, astronauts have already set foot. American astronauts, mm-hmm. and the yeah. base is underground. That's why you can't see it. I look, I love aliens. I love I do aliens. My uncle has a $10,000 telescope in New Hampshire and he was showing me Jupiter up close. I've I've said this before, I'll say it again. If I have a family, six kids, I need to be there for my family and aliens come to me and say, "Hey, we'll take you with us. You can never come back here see anybody again, but you'll get to see the galaxy for what it is." I'd be like, "Let's go." You're right. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> I would go, okay? So I want to prologue with that, but I will say this guy lost me when he plugged his book. He's got a book uh, coming out. He's got a yeah. book coming out. Mm-hmm. That's where he lost me. You know? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I know what? it sucks. It's, and I even in a way, it. though, it's like you don't want this guy's book, though. You know, even like as a thing, <laughs> if like if he was talking that real shit, he's like, you know, it's so complex. Like to say, it, use the word agreement would completely betray the forms of communication these life forms use. Right. I would be like, whoa, okay. But when you're treating it like a, a fucking, like just, you know, a funny comedy film where the aliens are like, hey, let's collab on some research, fam. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. And, yeah. and then even like his his explanation, it's like, what, what where y'all been? Where the aliens been? What's yeah. going on? He mentioned Trump in there too. I yeah, he did that say that uh, Trump was on the verge of revealing all of this, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation, which We're I like, think oh. is literally a term from Star Trek, but maybe not. Uh, aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let everyone calm down first. They they don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. So here's why. Like, obviously, I want to believe, and I'm going to uh, always err on the side of, yeah, this could be possible. The thing about the contracts. So one of my theories on aliens is that they might end up being a lot more similar to us than we expect them to be because of parallel evolution. And the fact Mm -hmm. that like when you look in Australia 
at like the wildlife that evolved there and it like looks almost identical to wildlife that evolved independently in the US it's like there when you have the conditions of life in two different seemingly different places like they do end up cohering similarly so mm-hmm. i don't know like maybe maybe that is something that eventually always comes up in when, when there's a civilization that has evolved to a certain point maybe they're like well you got to have contracts man i mean yeah. come on uh, <laughs> well, what, other God, one then nothing God. separates God. us from the single celled uh, organisms right. please <laughs> i didn't come all this way to not have the legal paperwork and to protect <laughs> my interests in this agreement earthling Uh, but i also just like picturing the process of getting from respected in academic circles has this hugely powerful uh career and now what makes like just selling books just being like yeah Mm -hmm. like it just seems i don't know i i have a hard time imagining that uh evolution like unless he was always all along like had some suspicion that there was alien contact like he's just keeping seemed... his mouth shut because it was gonna right. cost him his job all the time they're like dude you gotta knock that shit off like you're, <laughs> like we have serious scientists here <laughs> and he's just using like the same uh, shit right. that ufo heads in the u.s use right it's like i'm just saying roswell though dog what look oh, at what this viral that? video <laughs> dude what about that beam of light above tel aviv that just shot up in the sky what was that they have it from multiple angles it's like that was doctored we already talked about this doctor all right they did a great right. job on it you know yeah no i mean it looks it, it looks good. Legit. It cool it i cool, wonder if but... too like yeah like at a certain point you know this is like his like breaking bad like kind of thing was like fuck it i got nothing i'm gonna right. go all in nothing. on this alien shit and get a book deal and get my little check so i can you know just buy my retirement cabin and live life comfortably because my government pension is running out. So I got to exploit that position to say some wild (laughs) alien shit. I don't know. Mm. That would be a smart move though, because instantly, right? Like it's a, it's, this has been a global headline because Mm -hmm. of, because of the position he held the pedigree. So it's like, just if so, if you just have that former title to give you any authority, keep in mind, anybody in any position with authority, you can do this. Come out with some outlandish shit that will just be like upend the general accepted knowledge of your industry. And people are like, what? The yeah. former head of what said what? But this, uh, huh? And then people will laugh you out, but you'll get your little shine. Yeah. So you're you're officially on a, this guy's uh, lost it or is just trying to sell books shit, Miles? <sighs> I, I don't know. I mean, I want to believe I like the so energy. Bad. I love yeah, that. I love yeah, the I like energy, energy of someone who's gonna like completely change the game on us like this and be mm. like, no, y'all not listening. They have signed fucking contracts. Okay. <laughs> and Trump almost fucked it all up. And then the, the aliens were like, nah, fam, just dead that for a second because the people are not ready for us to do our grand reveal. So if you could just sit on that, we would appreciate that. And Donald Trump was like, bet. And you know, that's basically who the, our president <laughs> is. He respects the you know agency of these aliens to reveal themselves. <laughs> I just love all I mean, of it. It's it's like it's also tough though too because we're 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 like having this conversation in society right now about believing the scientists and buying into these people. I'm like this guy is an academic, super respected. He ran their space program, so this is somebody who we should buy into, right? Like we should say like, yeah, he's 
Probably well, I need like for something drink. like this. It's like, yo, you need. I need you to bring another a few friends with you. The ratios aren't good here for a table <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, I need yeah. better ratios. I need like five other people who like y'all can actually mm-hmm. be like, yo, y'all. Okay, we're, we're not going to tell y'all, but that one mission, look into that. And then right. I would be like, uh oh, uh oh. But yeah, what can I we mean, do? If the aliens are out there trying to get us to be more reasonable, you know, I'm just saying, where did this vaccine come from? It's all of a sudden we got a vaccine that's ninety percent accurate or effective. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude! You think the aliens didn't give that to us? What the fuck did you think I was talking <laughs> about when I said naive. Operation Warp Speed? <laughs> fucking, I was on the fucking USS Enterprise, motherfucker, securing the vaccine. <laughs> There's no way he would. Y'all be thought I was in the hospital with COVID. <laughs> I was doing deals in fucking Zebulon three six nine dash Z. There's no way he'd be able to. Uh, w- not brag about that shit. <laughs> I know. Uh, of course. Could you imagine him yeah. actually brokering this deal? <laughs> oh right. My God. Because he's I, gonna do. We've heard about his negotiating tactics. He's gonna be in there. He's like, nice to meet you, alien people. I'm surprisingly calm <laughs> in this negotiation, but I just want to start off by saying, "Fuck you," and he walks out. <laughs> 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 well, that's right. That's right. Oh uh, shit! All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I just want to check in with one of my old bosses, Gordon Ramsay, um, because he is he is taking his talents um, and burger restaurant to a new location inside Harrods in London. And mm. what's on the menu? A hundred and six dollar burger. Oh, and I'm wow. like, yo, read the room, Ramsay. Oh, I make that in a yeah, week. Seriously, uh, do you we're not we're. T- I mean, look, the situ- as, from our point of view in the United States, it seems like absolutely ridiculous. I know in the UK, too, things aren't that great. And last I checked, Harrods is not open. So I don't know when you are going to even go into this restaurant to eat this burger. Uh, but Wild. just to let you know how you get to $106, $106, the extravagant patty is a Wagyu burger, apparently featuring, apparently? Okay, interesting. Apparently, <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, why is that worded? I don't know. That's, that <laughs> like, was in the release. Commit, we can't commit. So to it I'm being told. In the burger, but... uh, wait, hold on. This is a scam. Then <laughs> it can't be apparent. To it needs talk to be about an hundred dollar burger. <laughs> yeah, this shit needs to be apparently. unequivocal. <laughs> this is it's it undeniably <laughs> has to be this hundred percent UK heritage beef patty, seared wagyu sirloin, fresh black truffles, and truffle pecorino cheese. Um, I can see they're like forty dollars. I don't know why they even why even put a press release out. It's going to anger people. Like you want to talk about your yeah. luxury burger in the time of like the global depression. Um but he did read the room on the other side because okay. he's entering the seltzer game also. Ooh. Uh and oh, it's called wait. wait for it. Hell's Seltzer. <laughs> Um, well, isn't White Claw just wait. Hell's Seltzer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the seltzer, seltzer game is getting crowded. I'll tell you the that. Seltzer, it is getting crowded. I, at this point, you need a good name. You know, it yeah. is coming down to, because they all cost about the same. They all basically taste like shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's really coming down to a name game for me. What's the deal with Hell's Seltzer? 
Oh, well, the website that it apparently, like, you know, they're doing, apparently, uh, that they're, wasn't that that kid? Wasn't that that meme, the kid who said apparently all on that? Oh, uh, yeah, he's like on the And apparently, well, you know, we're supposed to come <laughs> down and apparently that, it's like, okay, I just learned a new word also. Um, the website that's like doing the press release says that Ramsey's, quote, discerning palate is behind the seltzer's four unapologetically bold flavors. Like uh, what? They're Chips? all inspired by the popular menu items from his Hell's Kitchen restaurant. I'm like, so Ew. what? Like beef meat? Wellington? Yeah, like that's gross. Lobster risotto. I <laughs> I worked on the Hell's Kitchen show, so I know what else are we talking about. Is it the? Uh, I, I I mean, beef Wellington seltzer sounds like it's worth a punt. It um, does. And I hear the ingredients, by the way, are seltzer, natural flavors, and hate for the three. <laughs> They, they meant hate green. in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you idiot! Right. Uh, the other, the, the, his like, his cheesy ass like, you know, puff promo talk is amazing too. Quote, this is Gordon Ramsay. Quote, yes, even I enjoy a ha- hard seltzer after a long day. <laughs> so I decided to toss the devil horns into the ring and heat things up. Hell's Ooh. Kitchen will never freeze over, but a cold Hell's Seltzer is a great start. I'm in. Oh, I'm wild. And you know those you, are words directly from him. He's lying through his fucking teeth. Oh, he would no, not take a sip. You think Gordon Ramsay would knows. drink hard Why would seltzer? he lie? Did you hear what he said, Jamie? He said, yes, even I. He's acknowledging that it would be strange. This is real. He said even he would, <laughs> after a hard, long a long day, he's going to kick back with a Heltzer. Helter Skelter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink Helter Skelter is way better. Wellington Helter Skelter. That's great. Yeah, Beef Wellington Helter Skelter. You, you like? <laughs> I think we need to speak with them. Are they okay? They're drinking beef flavored alcohol. It's 81 percent alcohol. In that. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say what? Also with the seltzer, you got you gotta. It's all. It, all of it is like low though, and it hurts you. But mm. somehow, my thing with seltzer is like, you drink one. The alcohol right. content is very low, but and yet you're still like getting hungover in real time, and you're like, "How is this possible? I'm not yeah. drunk, and yet, and I'm already hungover." This What's your favorite flavor? I like. I do like a mango white claw. I'll. I'll I like the mang white cleasy too. I was um, gonna say that too. I I play around with a little black cherry uh, yeah, from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I add vodka. To- well, is that a weird move? You can't live like that. You can't live your life in that way. That's fine. That's what I tell Her Majesty. I say, yo, give me that mango cleasy, but boost it. Boost it. Boost it. Hey, uh, you should set thing up a little bit. What do you think? Uh, Hey, Her Majesty, let me get a mang cleasy, but don't trim the claws. Actually, put some put some claw extensions on. For me, please. Sharpen that claw up, Her Majesty, one time for your boy, Uh, so he can. So he can fall over picking up dog shit in the yard. Uh, <laughs> that's just an insight into my Sunday mornings. Um, and just uh, one last treat I want to go out on actually is just Jamie and I, we were talking about what it was like to work at Playboy back in the day. And <laughs> uh, I don't know if this was on oh mic. We did this, but we we worked at Playboy. We actually I worked there at the same time this. and weren't even friends. It's a shame. Although I did I know. N- I knew of you because everyone was saying she's a comedian, and I was like, "What? There's someone funny here? Get away from no me, one, Matt Shirley." No one um, talked to me. Yeah, we should have been friends at Playboy. No one yeah. talked to me. It was just well, you were in a weird part of the office. It was a weird time. Uh, the country was, or the the company was having a bit of trouble figuring out their the toxic identity. The, the non nude age. Yeah, uh, and were you guys every, like at Hefner's house or? 
Uh, we got to go to the mansion for like a staff party once. You got to go. I didn't get. I oh, you didn't go. Got to go. Yeah. Did I tell you? I got you terribly when... drunk and walked into a glass wall. My <laughs> sister snuck into uh, Hugh Hefner's house on um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, and met his Good son, story. and they were just hanging out. Connor. <laughs> um, or whatever was sure that guy's name? Oh, the wait, dude who's the, like the, running the... it. Yeah, if it wasn't Connor, it, he's like roughly he had the energy our age, of a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. the one running he's, it now. He's on a, he was the guy that stole my cake when he was on a Segway. It was like the day that I got oh. laid off and my boss was like, here's a cake because I got laid off on my birthday and they got me a birthday slash goodbye cake that was really depressing. And then oh. Hugh Hefner's son rolled in on a Segway obviously mm. like I had no idea who I was and he was just like, yeah. hey, what's the, whose birthday is it? Can I have a piece of cake? And Yoink. he just rolled away. <laughs> and then he fell. So it's good. Taking off with your cake and your health insurance. Uh, I, but yeah. There, so the, the reason I bring it up is because every like six, th- three to six months, the online store, the Playboy magazine online store would just have a free for all of shit nobody wanted. And the staff could go and like pick from the bones of like the online store and get like a T-shirt or beer cozies or high heeled sneakers in Jamie's case that she. <laughs> yep. So lovingly took. Um, But I just want to just I just point this out because the State Department had a holiday party uh, on Tuesday or super spreader event, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I just want to point out what the gift bags were at this State Department holiday party. Quote, this is from The Washington Post reporting of this State Department party. Amid the poinsettias, chandeliers and meticulously decorated Christmas trees, children on Tuesday night received Be Best branded swag. Such no! as backpacks, frisbees, and water bottles from First Lady Melania Trump's signature anti-bullying no. and wellness initiative. The State Department has a stockpile of Be Best merchandise that is often handed out when the First Lady travels abroad. In the absence of a second Trump term, officials need to find a home for the surplus gear, one official said. The official said, quote, wow. it's time to get rid of the leftovers. <laughs> That does sound like a Playboy giveaway. Yeah, we're like, like, well, this is the worst. This is a bad idea. Come and Um, get it. We got it here. Oh, my friend. What a treat. My friend was like um, asking me if I had any tattoos. And I was like, I change my mind so often. I was like, I'd be one of those people that would get a Playboy like tattoo and regret it. And when I said that, her boyfriend pulled up his sleeve and he had a bit Playboy (laughs) tattoo. And I was like, ah, I'm sure yours is great. I mean, it's uh, it's the most recognized logo on Earth. It's the most recognized (laughs) logo on Earth. So I love no matter where you go. When someone has an embarrassing tattoo that is also very large, there's almost nothing funnier in the world. I like ran into my high school boyfriend. This sounds fake, but it was real. I ran into one of uh, my, my first high school boyfriend. Um, a couple years after he had dumped me for the saxophone. Uh, and it sounds like um, Whiplash, that movie, except saxophone. <laughs> sounds like that no movie, drugs. This Christmas. <laughs> he left yeah. you for his music career? He did, he did leave me <laughs> for jazz. Was he Quentin jazz. Senior? Okay. It was Quentin Senior. He left me for, for jazz. Um, and But then I saw him a couple years later, and he had a huge tattoo of Foghorn Leghorn on his bicep. And he was like... My uncle got it too. It was a little thing me and my uncle did. He had a huge. Uh, I said, I said, I said, I said, uh, what the fuck? You got a foghorn <laughs> leghorn tattoo? Yes, I swear to God, he had a huge foghorn leghorn tattoo, and then it was like it was it was great for me because I was like, well, this this breakup, yeah, actually like validation, was validation, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, a huge fog, like just someone just that out of 
nostalgia. You put your, you put your mouth on this person, and then now they have a foghorn yeah. leghorn tattoo. I don't know. Ugh. Haunts me. I just googled foghorn leghorn. Now I get the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. Just an odd one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, what can you do? All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.